Hey everyone, this is my brother Michael. My brother Adam. We're the Sharf Brothers. You're listening to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. Hey everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. We appreciate you guys being here with us. We so do. As 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 always, we are so thrilled that you're here listening to us. And it did occur to me that we've been beginning many of the shows by encouraging right. you to listen to us on iTunes and, and Spotify and Deezer. And then I and then I, I had a revelatory moment. Which was? Um they're already listening to us. <laughs> so you think they already know how to find us? I think they already know how to find us. Okay. I don't think we need to... So you can find us where you've been finding us. Uh, Report that one to the Department of Redundancy Department. Exactly. All right. I got gotcha. you. So um, we do still encourage you to share it with... Yes. With, you know, any musicians you know or, or people who love musicians. Just yell it out the window as you're driving through town. <laughs> exactly. Listen to Mentoring for the Modern Musician. It's available on iTunes. <laughs> so, um, so we're kind of hot to, to uh, talk about uh, gigging today. Yes, but not just gigging. That's Knowing why you, the kind of gig that you are playing. You, you may have noticed from the title of the podcast, Shut Up and Play, <laughs> that... Uh, this is, we're going to talk about gigs and wh- where that comes from, the shut up and play thing, is that we have had that happen That's to us. It happened to us. On a number of occasions. No, 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 no. It happened one time. The shut up and play actually only happened one time. No. Shut up and play happened a couple of times. Shut up and expletive play <laughs> um, only happened. And, it, you know, at the time, I was so offended. Absolutely. And looking back on it. I'm like, wow, is she totally right? <laughs> hey, man, you're hey, in a Mexican restaurant. You're in a Mexican restaurant. She's had a long day, long Sh- week, probably. It was probably a Friday or Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> Shut up and play. And here we are introducing an original song. F- another original another song. Another original it, song. Oh this is our fourth original song in a row. You know, and if I could go back in time, I wouldn't just tell us to shut up an expletive play. I would actually throw something at us. Yeah, I know. Well, my favorite one wasn't when we got told. It was a different one. Also, it wasn't Shut Up and Play. It was an exasperated lady in the back on. <laughs> play some Buffett for Christ's sake! <laughs> now, again, we didn't play any Jimmy Buffett. And we still don't. But, but we still that's don't. fine. But she had a fair, she had a, a fair she, point. She was, yes, she had a point. And so we, we decided we wanted to talk about understanding where you're playing what the gig is, what type of gig are you right. playing, what right. is your role in this situation. Well, yeah, what, what were you hired to do? Right. And then use that knowledge exactly. to, to play a better gig, to be a better musician. Remember, this is your job. Correct. Right. And so that means that somebody chose you to do this job. To come and do this job. Right. Do it well. Do it well. And here's the thing. So let's say use some jobs I've, I've done. Uh, someone hired you to paint their house. <laughs> and when you get there, you decide instead, you know what? I'm going to, you know, your teenage, your teenage son seems like he's having a hard time. I'm just going to spend all day hanging out with him, maybe take him out for coffee. <laughs> While that's very helpful and actually a cool thing to do, guiding teenagers, I did hire you to paint my house. It is, although I'm going to rein it in a little bit because okay. you're still playing music. Okay, that's true. Okay, so it would be, I think, maybe more uh, akin to someone hires you to paint their house, mm-hmm. 
and you go over and decide to tag it instead. <laughs> just ta- just throw a gang just sign throw up, a gang on sign up on the on the side of the wall. Okay, it'd be kind of like that. Okay, fair enough. Right, and get, remember, we we are coming at all of this from a place of self reflection. Oh, it's, we have spent our whole lives, much to the chagrin of some people around us, <laughs> paying attention to who we are and what we're doing, exactly. and going, "Is that right? Is right. that what we should do?" And so, while you are in your musical career. There's going to be a lot of different stuff you need to do. Right. And this, obviously, this will translate out into not just doing gigs, sure. but, sure. you know, industry get-togethers and, right? Like, you might be the biggest deal in your studio as you're producing someone's project. Right. But if you go to New York and you're in the room with, uh, let's say, Rick Rubin, mm-hmm. you're not the biggest producer in the room anymore. Right. And it's kind of important that you understand your role now in this situation. Exactly. You are exactly. now a producer who's fortunate enough to be in a social situation with Rick Rubin. Right. That doesn't mean that you don't have great chops. Or that you don't involve, like participate in the conversation. Right. But if Rick is pretty obviously in the middle of telling a story in that situation. Don't jump in. Just listen. Nod your head. Yeah. You know? Smile and nod, pal. Exactly. Take and some that, mental notes. Right. <laughs> and, and so it's not about you not being in a good place in your career. No. Not and it's all. not about all playing cover, cover gigs, although we're going to talk about cover gigs. Right. It's about you understanding your role in the situation, understanding your place, son. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Understand your place, son. And, and it, there is a little bit of truth to that, right? Sure. So if you're a 17-year-old kid who's playing lead guitar in a cover band because you're an amazing guitar player, and this is a great part you know, in your career, suggesting to the cover band you maybe try out some of your originals. Right. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Just be the awesome 17-year-old kid who's exactly. getting money to play a gig. And go home and open up GarageBand, or as they would say in Britain, GarageBand. GarageBand. Ga- GarageBand. Garage open up GarageBand. You know, GarageBand. I can't even say it. <laughs> GarageBand. <laughs> Record those awesome songs. And then get a band and, and get a band have and that be something and else. That. Right. And you can do both. Oh, please you do both. You should do both. Please do both. But understanding your role not only helps people enjoy your company more, mm-hmm. it's but gonna, it, it, you are going to enjoy oh man. every gig more. So much better. So if you, if you, let's talk about the cover gig real quickly. Okay. So And there's a ton of different kinds of cover gigs. A ton of different kinds right? of cover gigs. I mean, gigs. you got bar gigs, you got college gigs. Private parties where you're just playing in someone's yeah, backyard. House parties, weddings. Yep. Funerals. Funerals, right? It's a gig. Michael's pointing at me. I'm pointing at Adam. Who's I'm doing a, a, a celebration of this guy's life uh, later on. And, and, uh, on a boat. On a boat. I'm, it's actually really cool. I'm playing one of his guitars, playing some songs. That he loved. That he loved for his family. And okay, then they're so, spreading his ashes at sea. That's the kind of gig you could not have explained to me was a gig. Exactly. When I was a kid. Absolutely. So, but here's the thing. You are, through that power of music... Right. Going to bring comfort yeah. to his family and friends who want to celebrate his life. Exactly. Right? And the grieving process will be part of it. Yeah. And the celebration of life will be part of it. Yep. And what you are able to do is take this skill that you have. Yeah. And make that event more powerful. Right. And how important in this situation, everyone listening, do we think it is for me to understand... 
<laughs> this is not about me. Exactly. This exactly. is not the ta- time for me to do free form. Right. You're not going to. This is a new song I wrote. So I wrote a song for this funeral. Because no. they're a captive audience no, on a no, boat no, and they no, can't no, get no, away no, from no. you. You didn't write a song for this event no. unless you were commissioned. That's exactly right. To write a song for what this event. What I did event. was I said, what would you like to hear? Exactly. Excellent. We, we agreed on, on some set exactly. list stuff. Now that's an extreme on... version of what we're talking about here, but relevant nonetheless. Yeah. Knowing what kind of gig you are playing. Right. Whether, you know, we just named a bunch of different cover gigs off. And they're all a great way to work on your craft. Yes. But right. that they're not career gigs right. necessarily, right? That's not about your art. Right. Yes. Good way to put it. Right. Good way to put it. It's not about your... Well, I mean, it is being artistic and being creative. Yeah. And, right. And, but it's not about... This is not a time for you to play in a bust out an original. Right. Dude. This is Unless, not- let's say... You are an original artist who has a career, has put out some albums, have a fan base, and somebody who's been a long time fan passes away and their family hires you to play at the celebration of life and they want you to play all your originals and tell stories and tell stories where you saw this person at the gig and... Right, again, this is now you are going along with what you've been hired to do. And what's your role here? Right. Right? And this is true, again, I mean... What is true for you know, your music career is true for life all the time. This is a good thing for you to ask yourself exactly. in your relationships with people. Always. At whatever day gig you're working, if you're working a day gig. Mm-hmm. In traffic. Right. You know what I mean? What's no. my role here? Exactly. I'm yeah. in the back seat <laughs> driving around and someone who's a competent driver in the front seat is driving. <laughs> is it really my role here? Unless, to go, unless you see this I, turn up here. You see that car coming in? You see that car coming in? Unless it looks like you're going to crash into a truck. <laughs> in which case, you just want you do want to shout. You want to say something. There's you shout out a warning. You know. There's a car. <laughs> Look out! <laughs> exactly. So, knowing the type of gig you have, yes, the type of of live performance that you're that you are have been contracted to do is going to define how you are about that right right so going into a cover gig any of these cover gigs that we're talking about Mm -hmm. again you know bars colleges house parties private parties wedding receptions knowing the kind of material that you're going to play and fashioning it to suit oh my that event is really important not just for you but for your audience and i promise you that you will have a better time if you are matched with an audience that is looking for what you're giving them. Absolutely. And, and I can't tell you how many times, like, so people I know that are club owners, or maybe just like have a restaurant and a bar where they have music and they're unhappy with their booking agent or whatever. And they just, somebody say, hey, I got this band that should play. Oh, cool. A band, that's music. Hey, we want music. Excellent. And the five piece experimental jazz band comes in playing way too loud and everybody's annoyed and leaves. Right. And then the band is like, that audience was awful. Right. It's, it's no, bad they for it. It's bad for everybody. Right. No, it's they, bad for the band because they're going to have exactly. a horrible experience because those people just wanted to get a drink before they went to the movies. Right. They didn't exactly. want to hear an experimental jazz band. Or after the movie. Right. So it's bad for the band because the audience mm-hmm. is not into what they're doing. It's horrible for the audience because they happened upon an experimental jazz band right. when that's not what they wanted. They didn't want that. You want that when you go pay your ticket. Exactly. Or go to the library, wherever. Right. <laughs> play some Coldplay. Hey, man, can, can you play a Tom Petty tune? Exactly. 
Do you know what I mean? And yes. not an 18 minute experimental version of the Tom Petty tune. No. Just play the Tom Petty tune. Just play it. Like a variation that fits you, you might, where it's right, cool. You might you play slow the John down. Mayer version. Yes, right. right. But respect what you're doing. Exactly. And understand your role. Right. Understand your role. Right. Because that's where the angry shut up and play <laughs> comes from. They're not able to, you know, say in a really clear, coherent, productive way. Exactly. Exactly what they're feeling. But what they're feeling is, wow, I kind of just wanted to go out to dinner and <laughs> I thought maybe there'd be music in the background. Maybe playing some of those songs that I like that acoustic guitar players play in bars. I didn't realize I was going to be subjected to music. Why are they talking to me? <laughs> Hey man, this isn't that kind of gig. Don't exactly. introduce your song. So you know I was uh, exactly. Don't do that. in a really rough place in my life when Okay, that's cool. Yes. I'm sorry. Exactly. And I'm glad you wrote a song about it. Okay, side note. Side note. When an audience member slash patron slash wedding guest comes up to you either at intermission or when you're done. Or while you're in the middle of playing a song. Or while you're in the middle of playing a song and wants you to play something. They're not being a jerk. I mean, they might be being a jerk. They might be. It's always most of the time, what they're telling you is, you are really great. I like what you're doing. I like what you're doing. I do wish you, I could do that. Do you know this song that I really like? Because you'd probably sound awesome singing it. Because I really like you, so I would like to co combine these two things that I really like. Right. This song that I like. And you. Exactly. And you may be sitting there thinking, um, so I can't really do a song from Frozen. Right. Except because I don't, I don't know those songs. Playing a Disney song. We're, you know, we're at a bar. I don't know right. what's going on. But what they're actually telling you is, you're really great. And there was this song that my daughter keeps playing. That was cool. And you should play that. Can you play that? Exactly. And they just assume... You're a professional musician. You can play anything. You know all the songs. Right. And, you know, while you do know a lot of them, you know, you might not know that one right there. Exactly. So, okay, so that's, the, that's like the, the cover gig right. thing, which is right. a part of most musicians' career at some point yeah. in some variations. Oh, I think it's a good thing to do anyway, even if you're not a... Like, oh, it's, 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 like, it's like hitting off a tee if you're a baseball yeah, player. Yeah, exactly. You got to get those reps. reps. Get the reps in. You got to get those Understand reps in what it's like. And if you understand it for what it is, and you go play a bar gig or private party in someone's backyard or mm -hmm. whatever. You're going to get paid. You're going to get paid. One. Boom. You win. Getting right. paid for your craft. Done. Mm -hmm. You are also, if you're playing songs that aren't yours, and there's somebody else's that other songs that people like, that's a win. That's so, Absolutely. there's no pressure on you. If they hate the song, None. they hate the song. They don't hate you. They don't, exactly. You know what I mean? If you're playing one of your songs and they hate your song, they hate you. They hate your art. They, they hate, hate what you. you're doing. They're like, man, that's a stupid song and you're stupid. <laughs> if they think Coldplay's stupid, then well, they don't fine. like Coldplay. Right. Right. And they just disagree with the 60,000 people that went to go see him at the concert. Right? right? Exactly. But if they, if they hate your song, mm -hmm. they really kind of hate you. So you need to right. build yourself up for that. Be right. ready for that emotionally. Exactly. But so going and playing, doing your reps and just playing other people's songs, you can have fun. You can enjoy why you liked writing songs and playing songs to begin with. Mm -hmm. Play songs you like, play songs that are cool and current. Be ironic right. about it. Have right. it be a funny thing. Absolutely. Be a guy and sing Stand By Your Man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Do a slow down version of Call Me Maybe. Exactly. Exactly. Or, you know, 
a, a woman singing a really high version of I Walk the Line by Johnny Cash. I don't know, whatever, right? right like exactly. all kinds of different, you can have fun with it and it can be cool. Like Greg Laswell did the, uh, did a cover version of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. That's ex- Yes, exactly right. right. Where, yeah. And that's fun and awesome and you're getting paid and it's reps and it's separate from what you can think of as your career gigs. Right, All exactly. right, so now, career gigs. Mm-hmm. Man, there are so many different kinds of career gigs. So, and yeah, we're not going to get into all of them, but... We can't get into deep detail about all of them. We could, but it would be a four-hour podcast. It would, and that's... I don't want a four-hour podcast. I don't either. I know... It look, I don't listen to a four-hour podcast, so... I don't either. And if we aren't interested, if we go, oh, four-hour podcast, and we're the ones doing the podcast, because why? Know your place. Know your place. Right? Nobody wants to listen to us talk for four hours. <laughs> exactly. If they do, they can listen to a bunch of podcasts Absolutely. back to back. So, quick list of types of career gigs. Private parties are private parties are a little different when it's a career gig. They're usually exactly. thought of as like a house concert. That's like a house concert. Where exactly. people may actually pay to come see you play your songs at that house because they want to be close to you. They want to do a meet and greet. They want to do a meet and greet. Around. They want to see you up close. If you get a chance to do private party house concerts when it. It, about your career, like your... Oh, they're awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Amazing audiences. So that's one. Then um, we got showcase gigs. Mm-hmm. That's like career gigs, right? Yeah. So you're... Yeah, so so you get a three-song set at a BMI writer's showcase. Right. Or uh, sometimes they'll even set up showcases where mm-hmm. if you have management or you sure. have a booking agency mm-hmm. or you're looking for a booking agency, someone will set up a showcase. There's even these like showcase places all over yeah. the country, all over the world. Absolutely. We could set up and go, and they. Mm-hmm. Those are a little weird, but but you also do showcases. You might do a showcase in a boardroom. You might sure. do showcases when you're busking. Mm-hmm. Busking. Busking is definitely a, busking a, a, should another. be in there in the covers in the covers absolutely and originals. You can mm-hmm. do some originals when you're sure busking. You just don't do all originals. Right. Right. Well, you can do all originals. Or you can. If you want it? Just it doesn't. Don't expect a lot money. of people to pay attention. Right. So you got showcase gigs, um, support gigs. Mm-hmm. So like. If you're opening for somebody. Right. Right? Yeah. All right. We just saw um, Ripe open for The Revivalists. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about Ripe before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We've had Samson, the drummer from Ripe on the podcast. Oh, yeah, indeed. And they've, their career is doing great. And we saw them open, and they were chosen to open at this uh, place that holds, what do they hold? Like, That's probably about 1,600. Yeah. 1,600, 1,800, something yeah. like that. Um, c- proper rock club, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you know blues club whatever it is yep. um and they were chosen because they're awesome right and they have you know good booking exactly. agent good management whatever but their role there wasn't to completely just be all about themselves <laughs> right? right but their role there was to be themselves exactly to be the band that they are mm-hmm. right and did a great job thank the headline man i was excited to see the revivalists woo right yep their they did their job which is to get the audience excited exactly to see the headliner and in that situation what's great about being a support band for that kind of is they got exposed maybe to some people that didn't know about no, them sure exactly in a That's similar genre one of the reasons that you want to, to, to grab one to get one of those support right? gigs um, and they're able to do a cool gig make some money mm-hmm. you know any of their fans that went they get to service them for a show at a cool venue um, they get to cross-pollinate with the headlining. I'm sorry. I just, I just what? Would wish you would put it a different way than service their fans. I just, I, think it'd be better. <laughs> I just wish there was another way that you could have said that. It's just, okay. That's not, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Although I'm not judging whatever you do. Hey, as long as you're happy in your career and it's consenting adults, man, you do whatever you want to do. 
<laughs> no, but I mean, like, you know, do a show for their fans in a place where they're... Uh, and and cross-pollinate audiences with with, uh, with, a, with a headliner, with a, with a right. bigger with act. A, with a bigger act, right? exactly. We've got millions of monthly listeners on Spotify and, and right. radio hits. And, um, and so that's a support thing. You could also have a support thing where you're a completely unknown artist playing at a coffee house or a, like a bookstore where somebody with a relatively sizable fan base in that area maybe has they're gonna have 50 people come show up right but you're nobody yeah, yeah. right okay well in that situation you do your version of that so right. you're super respectful of the yep. person who's headlining mm-hmm. how much time do you have if they tell you you have a 25 minute set then do a 25 minute set or less or less right don't ever th- try to think you're going to squeeze another song in. No. Because then you might go 27 or 28 minutes. And, and you don't do an encore if no. you're an opening act. No, you don't. But don't act like you're not worthy. Right. Exactly. Because no, Act excited about who you're about to see. And that's a good sort of side note, too. Don't act uncomfortable on stage. <laughs> even if you're uncomfortable. That's a whole other podcast. We'll go to another yeah. podcast, but just real quickly, because what it does is it makes the audience feel uncomfortable. Exactly. For you. Right. Now, you've just made the audience feel uncomfortable. Exactly. Nicely, nicely done, done, exactly Sal. the opposite of what you're supposed to do. Yeah, that's what the opener's supposed to do. Make the audience feel uncomfortable <laughs> and sad for you. Don't do that. Go out. Be awesome. Exactly. As always, just go right. be your awesome self, because mm-hmm. you're awesome. So, go be awesome. Just make sure you put a time limit on it. Yeah, exactly. All right, so then we move from support... To split. Split bills. All right. right. This is complicated. It is. It is complicated. For a number of different reasons. For a bunch of different reasons. And it's, this and this happens in... A split bill will happen at almost every level. Oh, yeah. And, absolutely. And split bills can be as simple as gig swaps. Mm-hmm. Where you go to someone else's town, another, you know, artist's town or band's town. Yep. And do a show for their audience. Yep. You warm them up. You're sort of support for them. Yep. Even though it, you might split the door. You might, and you might split, and you might split the time. The time. Right? It might be two hours, and you each get a forty-five minute set. Or because if it's maybe if they're a big act in that area, you might get like a forty-minute opening set, or like right? Forty-five-minute opening. And or they, they come to your out. town, where you are have a bigger audience, and the mm-hmm. same would be true. A split can also be you go on the road with someone who is equally as known or, or unknown right. as you, and then it is a true split. Yeah, and you can decide who, however you like. Yeah, who's going to take the last, you know, spot, and who's going to take the first right. didn't, spot? Didn't uh, so this is I was Elton John say. and Billy Joel do that? Elton John, and Billy Joel did that. Were they um, like every other night? One of them acted as air quotes headliner. Uh, same thing happened with um, Death Cab for Cutie and Flan- Franz Ferdinand a number of years ago, where I saw them in in Boston and. Franz Ferdinand opened, and then the next night in New York, uh, Death, Death Cab for Cubie right, opened. Right. And it depends on who has a bigger draw where, even right. at that level right. of artist. All right, the reason that this gets complicated is egos. Sure. Right? Um, mm-hmm. Ani DeFranco has this great song. If you've never heard it, it's called Egos Like Hairdos. Go listen to it. Go listen to it. Uh, it's from her Puddle, Puddle Live record years and years and years ago, and it's awesome. And don't be the person she's talking don't about. Don't be the person she's talking about. Where, because people get weird about like, how big is the print on the flyer? I thought we were splitting. Why do you say that it's featuring me? Right, right. And well, because we're doing it in my hometown. Right, and everybody knows who I am and nobody knows who you are. 
Right. And so if I say featuring, that means that I like you. And people are like, oh, cool. There's somebody I'm else showing, in the building I'm too. showcasing you. And That's then when a good you, thing. And then the same two people can go to a different town and it will be flipped. It could be, and exactly. the other person is featured. Exactly. Um, but so ego is, you know, necessary as mm-hmm. an artist. You, you need sure. to believe you're pretty awesome. Definitely. That's why you're putting your art out into the atmosphere, <laughs> right? Because you think you're amazing. Exactly. Which you should, because mm-hmm. hopefully you are amazing. Absolutely. Um, but that can be dicey when it gets to sure. interpersonal well, relationships of all kinds, certainly business relationships. Uh, exactly. Interpersonal relationships can always be difficult. Exactly. Particularly for artists. Yes. And, and I want to add on to the, the split bill when going to mm-hmm. another town, because we had a, a dicey situation like this years ago. Yeah. We had not talked through the business portion of it. And there was a misunderstanding right. that we were opening. And not splitting. And not splitting. Uh, we drew a little over half the crowd, played... Half the night. Half the night. And then they tried to pay us like we were like opener. a local opener. When right. we had driven eight hours to go split the show. <laughs> um, and Even though we had just as big an audience there as they did. And the problem... So it wasn't like that was their audience. The problem in that situation isn't the other person no the problem in that situation was prior to us getting in the van to go drive to that show we didn't communicate well we didn't communicate well and hash out the details exactly so make sure you're make sure you're communicating early on absolutely being kind about communicating say what you mean mean what you say and don't be mean when you say it exactly incredibly important Mm -hmm. uh to remember just sort of throughout like like in all your interactions absolutely right so notice that the there is all kinds of power that you have mm-hmm. as an artist, as a, a, a modern musician. And these were sort of, all of these things we're talking about have always been true? They have been, but even more so now that there's less, that there is even less structure in the industry. And there's was less possibility years ago of somebody filming what you were doing in case you decided to flip out and have a baby hissy fit. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, and now someone can true. film it. You know, what, you know what you don't hear anymore? What? What? I wish I had a camera. <laughs> that was an expression that you heard a lot. Right. Didn't we, didn't a comedian just say that? Probably. That's all you're totally right. Yeah. That's you just don't hear it. You anymore. don't hear that anymore. That's because everybody has a camera. Everybody's got a camera all the time. And they have a video camera. Right. And just remember that. You know? Yes. When you're about to lose your, your, your stuff on somebody. Yep. Is this something I would be happy to show all my friends and family <laughs> if it ends up on YouTube? Well, I want to watch this over and over again. Uh, so maybe not exactly so then the 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 coveted amazing spot of right the headliner headliner I'm the headliner the headliner and all kinds of things go along with that mm-hmm. it's assumed there's a dressing room yeah you will have the biggest font <laughs> on any poster anywhere <laughs> your contract will call for something outrageous exactly you know Bottled, just bottled, not not just bottled water, but bottled Pellegrino. Bottled Pellegrino with a that small... That already been opened. But not drank. But not too soon. And it will be at exactly some weird exactly. temperature and you'll right, exactly. put a Sharpie mark on it that says... Side note, when it comes to contracts, the reason that you want to put something in there that's a ridiculous thing like that is because if you walk in and there is no Pellegrino... You know that they didn't read the rest of the contract, 
and that there's going to be other stuff that's going to go wrong. Yeah. Well, and there are like, you know, our contract got more and more intense over the years. You know, we, we didn't used to say bottled water. Right. And then we played a college where we said, <laughs> oh, we need water when we're playing. It was on the contract. It used to just say water. And they're like, oh, yeah, you bet. And I saw the guy with a pitcher disappear into the janitor's closet. And I was like, this is weird. I got to see what's going on. And he turned on the faucet in this Where they get the, mop the water sink for mops. And was filling it up. And I was like, well, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I was getting you guys some water. Now, I'm certain he was not doing it to be a jerk. I am certain in my heart of hearts Absolutely. that he was not doing it to be a jerk. No. But I don't want any mop water. Exactly. I don't janitor closet mop. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? So, so having immediately when I got home, right, changed. The I went onto the computer, exactly. Went into our master contract and changed it to right. bottled water. So it's one of those things that when you start having a contract, it is important, and it isn't just it isn't about being a jerk. It's about making sure that you're specific. Yeah, because there are specific. Once you are getting paid, once there, once it becomes any kind of your gig. Yeah. And and there's a there's a, a transactional nature to it mm-hmm. where you they're going to pay you a certain amount of things to right. do a certain thing. You need to make sure that the conditions are set up so that you can deliver those services exactly to the best of your ability. Right. And yes, you are still an artist. Okay. Yeah. You're absolutely. still an artist, even though you're you know <laughs> having a contract and getting paid. In the modern world, in the modern music world, mm-hmm. you have to remember the business part. Yeah, have you to. You have to be able to remember the entrepreneurial spirit. And again, all of everything that we're talking about in this podcast comes from that place. Yeah. Of the entrepreneurial spirit. Yes. You want to get, you want to play more cover gigs. You want to get asked back because look, you don't. Maybe this is you don't have to have a J job. Right. If you're doing enough cover gigs and you can still do your a J job, a day job, day job. Oh, a day job. Day job. Day job. A job. A job. Right. Other, Other than, music. than music. Gotcha. And if you want that, you want to keep getting asked back to play these. Yes. These cover gigs that you're doing. Right. The better you are at it, the more that's going to happen and the more you will get paid. Yep. To do it. So it is about the entrepreneurial spirit. You want to keep, you know, having a good name on that originals circuit. Mm-hmm. You want to be the person that people remember as being easy to work with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And being pleasant to be around and being, you know, gracious and being, you know. And people say all the time that it's really, it's a small world or it's a small industry. And it's hard to overstate how true that, how is. True that is. Yeah. That you never know who somebody is. And, and that used to sound like, oh, better be careful, not talk trash about people when they're around. And it's not really, that's not the point. The point is more like, um, no, how about if you're careful about what your intentions are. Right. Like what yeah. your motivation is. Yeah. Definitely. And don't talk trash about people because when you talk trash about people, now you're that guy that talks trash about people all the time, right? <laughs> right. And exactly. if you do less of that, you don't have to worry who you're around. You can just be your authentic version of yourself. Exactly. Our mom used to say it was all the time. Right. Which I think was a Mark, Mark Twain thing. Uh, if you always tell the truth, you never need to remember anything. Because it's always the same story. Exactly. Right? It's sort of yeah. the same idea where it if is. you're if you just get in the habit of I'm Thanks, not gonna mom. talk trash <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk trash about people while I'm at this show, not because the person standing next to me might be the girlfriend of the drummer, mm-hmm. but because 
it's probably a good idea to just get in the habit of not talking trash about the band you're watching at the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are times to decompress. Yeah, there will be. Absolutely. In the van. Right, exactly. On the way home from the gig. Yeah, good rule of thumb is if you are in a crowd or you're in a public place that is not a trusted environment, you want to you don't want to say something about somebody that you wouldn't say to their face. That's a great way to put it. I love that. Right. And not just because you're trying not to get caught. No, no, it's no. It's not no. about that. It's not about that. It's a bigger picture thing, man. It's right. it's it's about trying to have a sustainable career mm-hmm. and you know, comma, and have a more productive better life really if you right. you know what i mean yeah if you and if you you can train yourself into this stuff yeah just like you train yourself if you're going to go run a race right, right? Exactly. you train yourself if you're going to if, if you're training you yourself just go run a marathon right i'm gonna run a marathon oh. right. unless you're one of those jerky 23 year olds oh dude woke up i thought maybe i'll run a marathon and then they do and they're like it was kind of cool whatever <laughs> you wait there's always an exception there's always an exception but but training you know if you want a better golf swing you go train swing your golf club better if you're you know exactly so getting your mind in this place where you're training yourself to feel better and be more productive and be more successful and be a better member of of the musical community yeah because it does matter who you are it absolutely matters and what you're like and what people feel when they're around you that matters that part of the um it is a small industry mm-hmm. is incredibly important and, and it's going to keep it's just going to keep increasing yeah in that way yeah and it is becoming a even more personal experience musical industry yeah oh right that personal interactions with artists personal interactions with your fans yeah that's gold even more so than it has ever been absolutely and that's not going anywhere yeah that people are not you know People aren't going to the record store and buying records anymore. No. So the industry is not making the same kind of money that it was. So there's going to be all kinds of other ways to look for revenue streams. Right. And those revenue streams begin and end with people caring about not just the music, but about the person who's making it. And personal relationships. And again, all you have to do is put like a funny, like Colonel Tom Parker hat on us. <laughs> and give us a cigar. And I kid you not, everything we've said in this podcast, yes. we could have said one. So here's the thing, kid. Absolutely. And it all would have been true. It's all true. It would have sounded weird and, and different and maybe been more expletives because it wouldn't have been a podcast going out forever. Right. But it's all the same stuff, right? It mm-hmm. really is sort of getting a, a, a clear picture of who you are, what are you doing, what's your role. Right. And so again, just to wrap on this particular subject, knowing the kind of gig that you're playing so important is crucial to having a successful gig. Yeah. And that's what we want for you. Yes. We want you to have more and more successful gigs. Yes. And that's not going to change because the audience changes or you get the perfect club <laughs> or if people would just understand it's you. Exactly. It starts you- with you. Which is nice because that means you can if do it's, something about it. That's right. If it's all about you, <laughs> it really is all about you. <laughs> then that means you can change it. You have the power to make those gigs better. Exactly. Uh, and you're gonna do it. And 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 you're not gonna do it alone. No, you're not. Because remember, you got this. We got your back. <laughs>